Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. This episode is all about how to connect with our own inner wisdom. What I like to think of as our soul, and with the soul, it's it's like the conduit between us as a human and us at that greater energetic level of all that is in our universe. I think of the soul as kind of in between. And I like to think about it like a soul because it's still us. And what I want us all to know is that we each have wisdom within us, wisdom that we can tap into at any time, wisdom that can help us with the unknown questions that we have about our life, our specific situations and circumstances that we're experiencing and how to move forward. Wisdom that can give us new ways to think about being a human. Wisdom that can guide us into how to connect with our loved ones when sometimes it feels like we don't know how. Each of us has that wisdom within. And so when I use the word soul, and I'm talking about hearing your inner wisdom or, or tapping into your soul's guidance, I'm talking about you hearing you, but at a deeper level, at a level that's beyond the limits that we put on ourselves, beyond our subconscious programming that we kind of take on without being even aware of it, beyond the flight of our emotions that are up and down and up and down, beyond the logic of our mind, to a level that's energetic and that's at peace. And it's something we can tap into at any time. And we're often disconnected from it, but we can always, always get into it. And what I want to share with you today are some ways to do that. And why is this important? It's important because it's your way to get to hear you. This skill, and it is, it is a skill, meaning it's something that you can build. It's not like some have it and some don't. We all can do this. And when you have the skill, making decisions becomes a lot easier. Figuring out how to have a difficult conversation can go a lot smoother. Having stressful situations, you can have your own back at such a deeper level. Having impromptu impromptu dialogues with a boss or with a client that might just spring up don't feel so stressful or jolting because you know how to connect with you. In knowing what to do with your career or with next steps, whatever you know the, the question is that you have becomes more grounded and centered in your essence and who you are because you know how to hear you. And so that is why this episode is so important to me and and I want to share it with you. So if this is a new concept, what I'd offer for you is to invite a sense of openness and just hear the words. Notice how it resonates with you 
Notice the way it lands and let yourself experience it. And if you feel uncomfortable by some of what I'm sharing, lean into that discomfort. Kind of get a feel for why. Is, is there some resistance happening or is it you telling you that this isn't the way that you want to go about moving forward? Because you know for you. And in this podcast episode, my goal is that it'll help you to be able to hear that wisdom more clearly tap into it more consistently, and live from it more fully. So that is what we're doing today. Now, as always, I want to share a work win. I'd like for you to take this win and notice how it resonates with you. Notice ways in which you could apply the same concept to your life because when you can see someone else do it and then put yourself in not necessarily their shoes, but think about how it fits your own life and what you're experiencing, you can then use the same wisdom and ideas and insights to pull your own self forward with your career and your life. All right, so this win. When I started working with this client, the way we coached was so different than the way we coach now. One of it, I mean, is my own evolution and growth as a coach, and the other is his own growth. And the way that he shows up, the coaching has shifted from a mental experience of what are you thinking and what are you feeling and into one of flow. And I want to acknowledge this client because what he does now is he checks in with himself and he goes, what feels true to me? And when you ask yourself that question and you pause and you let yourself hear the answer, not from the mind or the ego or from the, the reactive state of fight or flight, but from that deep down soul level, you get to feel out what truly does resonate with you. So he is now using these questions. Questions when we first began working together weren't top of mind. And now he uses these questions to guide himself forward, whether it be a conversation uh, with a boss, or with even just deciding what to do next in the moment. This question makes such a difference because it allows him to tap into himself. It allows him to get a feel for what he wants, not want from the sense of my purpose in life, want from a moment by moment level so that he can live in alignment with himself fully showing up as him, as who he really is and what he really believes. So I want to acknowledge this client and the incredible ways and the courageous effort that it does take to ask these questions, to look within, instead of looking to others, to look within. And it doesn't mean that we're not sometimes still wondering what other people think. That's not what this is about. What it's about is knowing how to take what other people say or think or the feedback they share and turn it inward and ask yourself, what resonates with me? What feels true for me? So congratulations to this client for showing up for themselves, asking these questions and tapping in to hear the answers. Now, that's our work win. And for any of you listening, you can use these questions in your own life too. What feels true to me? And if you're not sure, 
ask yourself, okay, well then what feels truer? Is it this or that? And it's like you're setting your own dial. You're playing with it. And and when you don't know, you just try on different things, different thoughts or ideas or plans forward and see what resonates more or what feels truer. This is something that's hard to grasp at just the intellectual or, or theory level. It's something that you need to experience. And we can do it together coaching. And you also can do it right now, though, on your own. So the next time you're faced with a situation, even something like, what do I want for dinner? You can ask yourself, what feels truer? What what resonates with me the most? If there are some options, is it Thai food or is it tacos? Well, okay, it's tacos. Okay, is it like a taco bowl or is it is it fajitas? What feels truer? What what calls to me more? Not from the ego level, the fight or flight or the survival mechanism, but from what's nourishing to you, what feels like love to you, what feels truer to you, what's resonating with you at that deeper level. You'll hear the answer and then lean into it. Have faith. Respond. If it's fajitas, get yourself some fajitas. And I'm using a a lighter example to make it more playful to help you build the faith, but you can use this for difficult conversations. You can use this to figure out when you get hard feedback to say, okay, what resonates about this? And maybe there is a part of it that does where you can see the truth in it, but maybe some of it honestly just just doesn't feel true to you. And it's not that you're resisting it. It just doesn't land. And letting that be okay and owning that. They can have their thought and they can give their feedback, but it honestly doesn't have to do anything or mean anything at all about you. You can check in with you and ask yourself what resonates or what feels true and use that to guide you forward. Okay, so I think that's a perfect segue for us to get into this week's topic. We want to connect with ourselves at that soul level. So we already talked about what that is before we went into the work win, but I'll I'll touch on that for a moment again, and then I'm going to share what tends to block us from accessing this inner wisdom, and then we'll talk about some ways to strengthen it. I am just, what's the word? Um, Gleeful or gleaming. Is that the word? Like just smiling so big right now because I can't wait to share these uh, tools and these insights with you. All right. So, what are we talking about when we say that inner wisdom? I mentioned it before, but I'm going to say it again. We're talking about accessing you at that deeper level that's beyond the survival mechanism and into you from an energetic space. We all have the answers that we seek within. Sometimes it does help us to do a little bit of research to prod it out or to try some things to help sift through it or to ask some opinions to help see what lands, but it's not that the research or the trying things out or the opinions of others, it's not that those things tell us what we think. It's that we do those things, then check in with ourselves and say, okay, I tried these things. What landed? What felt good? What didn't? And we go forward from there. So we want to use this skill 
because it'll help us show up as us to not have to feel the the chaotic energy of always looking to others to give us guidance. And I just want to share something with you here. If you're working with a coach or a mentor or a teacher and they're saying things to you like this is what you should do as if like that's what you need to do. I've heard people talk about this with their business coaches before. If they're saying, "Hey, this is what you need to do." I want you to actually take a moment and pause and check in with yourself. Does that feel good? And when I say feel good, it's not like you're going to be like, ooh, that feels so good. I mean, maybe you will. It might be more like, you know, yeah, I want to lean into that. That is intriguing. I might be nervous or concerned about what could happen, but, but you know, I am intrigued. I'm going to try this out. It might feel like that, but it also might feel like, no, that doesn't fit. And I did have a, a coach a while back where I was being told what to do. And it makes sense. You have a mentor, you have a teacher, you have a coach. They, you, they tell you what to do and then you go and do it. And it wasn't working for me. And it, it wasn't that it wasn't working. I was actually, it's so funny that I said that because I was getting results. I was. I was doing the tactics and I was broadening my reach, getting more clients. I was getting results. But it felt terrible and not in a good way. Sometimes people are like, lean into your discomfort. And I'm all for that too. But sometimes our discomfort is a sign from our soul saying, hey, this does not resonate. This is not you. But so much of the industry is out there telling us that we have to face our fears and discomfort is fear. And so we think we're supposed to feel terrible. And so when somebody tells us to do something to grow our business or to get ahead in our career or whatever it might be, we think, okay, I got to do it. The feeling terrible is just a sign that I'm on track. I'm supposed to feel like this. And I did that often. And I got results, like, you know, out there, physical results, and I felt terrible. And I told myself, I'm supposed to feel this way, right? Oh, my loves. No, 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 you're not. You're not meant to feel out of whack in alignment with yourself. You're not meant to feel like you're a crazy person for doing these things. You're not meant to feel. Like you can't be you to grow your business or your career or your relationships. You are not meant to not get to be you. So if you have a mentor, a teacher, a boss, a coach telling you you have to do it this way and it does not resonate with you, this is your opportunity to check in and ask yourself, what would resonate? What would resonate? Check and ask, am I just trying to run away from fear or is it genuinely not a fit? Hear your answer, you know best. This is what I help my clients with. I I don't tell them what to do. I coach them through it so they can help themselves see it. And if an idea comes up, I will share it and then ask them to check with themselves because you know what's best for you. 
you do. And if your coach or your mentor or your teacher or your boss is saying you have to do it in a certain way, check with you. And if it doesn't align, you have a choice to make. You can decide to do it their way, knowing that it doesn't match, but consciously choosing it because you believe in the grand scheme of things, it will help and better you in the world. And you're, you're welcome to do that. You're allowed to do that. Sometimes things that don't feel like us don't matter that much. And so it's like, okay, whatever. I, I honestly wouldn't do it that way, but it's not something I feel so strongly that I'm, I'm going to like leave the organization or whatever. It might, it might not be that strong. So you can consciously know, be aware. So you know what you think. You can even share your idea if you want. And then you can move forward with the way you wouldn't do it, knowing you're consciously choosing that. You're not being forced. You're consciously choosing it. Or you can choose to leave. You can choose to say, you know what? This isn't working out. You can fire your coach. You can leave your job. You can end that relationship with that mentor or even that significant other. You can do those things. They can be hard. But what is even harder is continually knowing the way you're showing up is not you and moving forward anyways, feeling like you have to. We are on this earth to be us. And sometimes we end up in these situations where it doesn't feel like we can be us. But we're meant to be ourselves. Always, every moment, every day. And so I want for you to ask yourself, okay, is this just like the thing I don't want to do from a personality standpoint where, um, where I wouldn't do it that way, but it isn't like a, against my soul, like it's not against my essence of who I am. Then, then you could choose to stay or go. But if it genuinely feels like it's against the essence of who you are, then, then don't stay or don't continue the relationship or speak up, say something. Now, I want to share that with you, and it's a bit of a tangent, but it shows you the power of knowing how to talk with yourself, knowing how to tap into your soul, because we can end up on these tracks and we don't know how the heck we got there. We just know we feel terrible, out of whack, and out of alignment, and we've been so used to turning off our ability to tap into ourselves that we no longer know how. This is heartbreaking. And I'm not saying this to create a big sad story as if everything's fallen apart and there's no way forward because there is, there is a way forward. This was me. This was me. And in some cases, what I chose to do was to stay where I was at because I knew it wasn't going against my soul essence. Like I would have maybe communicated that differently or I would have talked with those uh, coworkers or, or that client. I would have done it in a different way, but it's okay that I didn't. Like it didn't feel off kilter to who I really am. Like it, it, was, it wasn't how I would necessarily do it, but it wasn't against me either. It's just a different way. So sometimes I would choose to stay and then that was fine. 
But other times, I knew that something didn't feel right and I pushed it down. Certain marketing principles, I'll just say, that didn't feel good to me. They didn't feel good. And yet, you know what you're told? You're told, oh, well, you know, it's supposed to be discomfortable or uncomfortable. It's supposed to be that way. You just have limits in your mind. And so then guess what you do? You start to question your own mind. But sometimes it feels uncomfortable because it's not you. It's not your way. It's not your way. The universe, God, the higher power, whatever you use, energy, whatever you use to call it, has your back, is here to help you forward. And if things just feel like they're falling apart or like you feel internally like you're falling apart, it's a sign that something's out of whack. And that's okay. Your body is doing that for you to help you get back in alignment with you. So what we want to do is we want to know how to tap in to this wisdom. Chances are you've already been doing it and you just don't always know that that's what you're doing. So what we're really doing is we're going to be showing you in this episode how to notice that that's what it is and also to consciously build the skill. And this is something that I've been really intrigued with, especially uh, in recent, the recent year, really, most importantly, but I've continued to strengthen in this area. And I think there's always room to grow and expand, and I'm still continuing to expand and grow and evolve on this. But I want to share what I know with you now, what I've discovered for myself so that it can help you. All right. So we've talked about what it is. Now I want to go into... What blocks us from accessing this inner wisdom? And if I were to give it one word, all of the different things, because I have a couple of different ones I want to share with you. If I were to give it one word, that word is distrust. Distrust is what blocks us from accessing our soul's wisdom. And it shows up in a couple different ways. So let me share what those are with you. The first is that we don't trust the voice or the knowing or the calling or whatever it is. It shows up in different ways for people, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but we don't trust it. We think we're making stuff up. We get a random thought or idea, and we just think that it was, um, what is that? What is that called? Oh, planted. We think, oh, well, we saw that ad yesterday. And so this just planted this idea in our head. So we don't trust it. But guess what? What got you to show or to see that ad yesterday? I mean, couldn't that like be a sign? And then you might think, well, the thing that got me to see that ad yesterday was the way that people use our data or whatever. Yeah, but what led to this situation where at this exact moment, at this point in time and space in your reality, you had a thought because of an ad that was planted so long ago. I mean, it gets a little uh, convoluted when you think about how far into this you could go. But what if you just chose to trust it? What if you just chose to believe that there are no coincidences? Everything is happening for a reason at the exact time and space that it's meant to. And yeah, maybe other factors played a part, uh, 
Maybe you watched that show and it prompted an idea in you, or maybe you heard a song and it allowed you to access a greater sense of, of feeling or knowing within yourself. But those happen for a reason. So trust it. Now, I think I need to pause here and let you know a little bit more about what it is like to channel your inner wisdom. Because then as I'm giving you these examples of the blocks, you'll start to understand how they could be showing up for you. So when you're tapped into your inner wisdom, your soul, that guidance, that essence that you are, it's light. I find that it's beyond emotion at the human level. It doesn't feel like excitement. It feels to me like um, calm, centered, peace. It has a light-headed almost experience to it. It's light. And it isn't like the intensity that can sometimes happen even when we're happy. Because that's fleeting. This is, this is like the hum of a motor that's underneath everything always, but we don't notice it. You know how like when you're, when you're in your living room and the fridge is going, but you're not playing anything? You might notice the fridge is running, but when you're talking or when you're thinking, that just fades in the background, but it's there. It's happening. It's humming beneath. That's what it's like. It's like this gentle hum that we can tap into. And, and I don't actually hear a, an audio hum. That was just my example to share with you the, the, what it's like. It's like, oh, there's, there's that old friend. It's like a little bit of a delight in my cheeks. It's just this shedding, too, of, like, all the blocks. It's, oh, I can, I can breathe. I can be me. That's what it feels like. And what does it sound like? Well, that can depend on your way of accessing it. But sometimes it might be a gentle knowing. You wake up in the middle of the night and an idea pops up. Or right before you go to sleep, ideas pop up. We're often told, well, it's because we didn't go to bed early enough, so we need to go to bed earlier to wind our brain down. And yes, that probably could help. But if you're doing it from a space of calm centeredness, not like franticness, like you're, that you've like dropped below the drama of the day. So you're not in stress. You're just in peace waiting for sleep to uh, like fold over you. And you have these ideas pop up. That's you. That's your soul. It doesn't always get opportunities to express itself to us during the day because we're so busy. We're so focused on doing and thinking and feeling that we miss out on this knowing sometimes if we're not like consciously trying to create space for it to come in or even not create space, but just like let go of things so we can hear it. So oftentimes right before bed is when it'll show up or when you wake up in the middle of the night with an idea or in the very beginning of the day, you might wake up. I've even heard that like 3.30 to 5.30 in the morning is a great time for you to hear your soul's wisdom because it's a time when your melatonin is at a higher level. And so it changes this, the chemistry in you actually physically changes and it allows you to access uh, this level. 
and so that's a time if you're wanting to kind of play with this, you could consider even like setting an alarm to go off at that time and just getting a journal and writing whatever comes out. And we'll get more into some ideas uh, later on in this episode, but just to give you a sense of what it can be like. Uh, this inner wisdom can also come in the form of songs that pop in your head. You don't know why those lyrics are there. We'll stop for a moment and think like, okay, what does that song want me to know? And that'll give you some insight. It also might be random songs you make up. This is <laughs> this is it for me. I started to notice random songs would come to mind and there was always a reason behind it. When I stopped and said, what does this song want to tell me? Or what does this random made up phrase I just came up with want me to know? There was always a wisdom. And so now what I actually do is I consciously, like when I'm in the shower, I'll purposely sing. Often it begins just as tones where I'm just like, and things will just come out. Like the other day, I randomly started singing about the importance of being grounded. And then the next day, I was talking to someone and we talked about being grounded. He brought it up. Not me. And so it was like the perfect timing. And I had this new insight to share from what I had sung to myself that I didn't even know was going to come out. So that's that's kind of a fun way that this can show up for you as well. It might even be new skills that you develop. It might be um, images. Some Some of us are more visual, less auditory. So it might be images that you see. It also might even show up in the way that you think about things. And, and what I want to offer to you is like one morning I woke up and the way to structure a course was just there. It was just there. And so I knew it was there, but I didn't know what it was. It was like, I knew there was something like waiting. It's kind of like if you have something on hold and the light's blinking and you had to pick up the phone and on like on hold it or whatever so you can hear that's what it was like and so I got up and then I just got a a random notebook and started writing and just flowed with it I had no idea where this conversation with myself was gonna go but I just went with it and I ended up with a whole new way to talk about imposter syndrome and so you you just lean into it you just you notice it it could be a knowing, like I just said, I know something's waiting, but I don't know what it is. It could be a song, it could be a sound, it could be an experience. Like the other day, we had a, a spider, a massive spider that kept building a web between our fence and our patio furniture. I didn't want to kill it. And so we would just kind of take a broom and knock the web down. And then the next evening, it would be there over and over and over and it had never happened before and it was kind of concerning because we let our dog out and I didn't want our dog to like get in the web and the spider drop down or me to get in that so what I finally did was I was like I asked myself what does this spider want me to know and immediately I heard the words growth and change growth and change and I said okay growth and change and immediately when I said that I knew it was letting me know I'm in a period of heavy growth and change and we're working and we're figuring it all out 
like the spider, like making its web, figuring it out, getting it in its place. And it doesn't matter what you do to try to slow it down. It's going to happen. The spider returning every day. So I now knew what it meant. And I said, okay, thank you. Now I know. The next day, the spider or evening, the spider showed up again. And I told my husband, hey, like this spider is trying to let me know that it's growth and change time. And so then like it was like two days later, the spider no longer came and it was done. It was it was over. So that's an example of an experience for how you can be told or known things by what's happening around your experiences you're having. So that's what I want to share with you today because I think it can help you to see what it's like to tap in to you. Those are all different ways it shows up. Sometimes it doesn't show up with words like we've talked about and sometimes it might be um tonal like you are humming to yourself and and that doesn't have words but if you think about it energy doesn't have words it's like a baby that doesn't know a language still has experiences without the language our soul's wisdom doesn't require language we often use that to filter it in and hear it but it doesn't require it so sometimes what'll happen is you'll just start humming to yourself or making noises like oohs and ahs and like a song form. And it kind of feels nice or it feels expressive and you don't really know why you're doing it. That can be wisdom from your soul, not speaking to you in your language with words, but speaking to you in an energy flow because tone is a vibration. It's a frequency. It's a tone. So that's another way it shows up. It also might show up in movement, dance, the way you want to move. And sometimes what can help is to just lean into your body and let it move the way it wants to move. Let your body express itself with movement. And that's another way that it can show up, whether it be an actual dance that you do without or with music, or whether it's just you flowing with your body and letting it have its expression. So those are what it looks like. Now to go back to what we were talking about with the blocks, what happens is we don't trust it. We think we're just randomly humming a song. We think it was a thought that popped in that we should just dismiss. But that's you. That's your soul or your intuition is another way people call it. I think of them as the same. It's your intuitive knowing. So. You might think you're being childish. You might think you're making it all up, but you're you're not. I'd, I'd welcome you to lean into it and let yourself trust it. Trust that even if it seems a little silly or a little out there or a little woo, and you're not sure how you feel about that, trust that it could be something amazing. It could be you tapping into your soul. And if you trust it, and you will then allow it to flow into you and it'll continue to happen. At first, it might feel small and inconsistent. And the more you consciously do this, the more it'll grow. The other thing that blocks us is we don't trust us. We might trust that it's out there and like we have this wisdom within, but we don't trust our own ability to hear it. We don't trust our ability. We think we're not skilled enough or we're not in a in a good enough mindset. Like we get this idea that we have to be high vibe, positive, 
it to you all the time. And, and that's not the case. You really don't. You, you, you just need to be able to drop below kind of the human emotions. When I say drop below, not get sucked into the emotional drama you're in. It's okay to do that, to get sucked in and have that human experience. But when you're wanting to tap into your inner wisdom, I find it, it's, it's hard to hear when you're on that emotion roller coaster. You got to let yourself either have time and space or breathe out of it or let it express and then tap in to hear it. But you can hear it. You have that ability. And if you're feeling like, no, I, I don't know how to do this. What I would offer to you is have the faith that even if you don't feel like you know yet, you can figure it out and play with that and kind of even the idea of like, okay, maybe I don't think I can do it. But wouldn't it be fun just to act as if I did and experiment from that energy and it'll help you to lean into it more. All right. The other thing that can block us is we might trust that there's this wisdom within and we might even trust that we can hear it. But then we think that others, they're not going to accept it. So we think that they'll think like we're, we're not okay, something's wrong with us that we're being a little too out there, or we think that they're going to reject us. Like, they're not going to want to hang out with me if I start talking this way. They're going to think I've gone over the deep end. I mean, I can so relate to this block because I have such a research background. I mean, I have a master's in industrial organizational psychology, and I did it from a very research-based university. And I no regrets about that. I learned so much from it. It was amazing. But this is very different than that approach because it isn't about research. It's about knowing. So I think there's this fear that those colleagues I've built relationships with are going to reject me. And I could be right about that. And I'm sure that it could happen. But this is where... What you got to ask yourself is, even if that happens, what do I want? Because here's the thing. If, you're, if what's blocking you is you're not trusting the ones around you will accept it or you think you're going to be rejected for it or you'll lose your friends or everyone's going to kind of like not want to hang out with you anymore. And then you decide not to listen or hear or build this, this skill of hearing yourself. What happens is you end up rejecting yourself. You reject this wisdom. You reject your knowing and your ability to listen and hear yourself. So you're still getting rejected either way. It's just instead of them rejecting you for you being you, you're rejecting you. So then you don't get to be you. Nobody gets to learn from that part of you, that version of you. And we're here on this planet is my core belief to be ourselves. Each and every one of us, not from the fight or flight survival mode, but from dropping into this knowing, this wisdom that can guide us forward. But if you reject yourself so others can accept you, they're not even accepting the real you because you're not dropping into this part of you and you're rejecting yourself. So we, we need to do this for ourselves is, is my belief. And I honestly think this is what's going to take our planet to the next level to come up with solutions to help us with all of the issues that we might be noticing or, or experiencing. So 
if you're noticing this block, that you're afraid others will reject you. I'd invite you to lean into that and know that that could happen. We're not trying to deny it or paint a pretty picture when in truth is that could happen. But in my mind, what I realized was it was still worth it because I didn't want to reject myself or my own ideas or knowledge or soul wisdom. And I don't even think they're mine. They're like the energy essence, intuition. It's just my flavor of it. And so trust that even if you're rejected, you still have your back. And the other thing that we can do here is we can trust that even if this other person is rejecting us at the human level, like if my colleagues, for instance, were to reject me for sharing this information or sharing what I've, this knowing that I'm experiencing, if, if they were to reject me for that, I can still trust that below that, they accept me. Because we're energy, having human experience, and even if the human doesn't accept, energy has no judgment. So I know and I trust no matter what, even when somebody is flat out rejecting me, it's, it hurts. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like I feel it at that human, visceral, emotional level. And I can trust that underneath it all, when we, when we like strip away all the layers here, the energy essence within each and every one of us accepts each and every one of us. I trust that, and that allows me to share this with you today. All right, the last block I want to talk about. We don't trust that the universe will provide it to us. So yeah, we believe it exists. We believe we can hear it. We believe at the deeper level, others might accept it, or maybe we don't. It doesn't, you know, these don't have to stack on each other. But even if we believe all those things, we might not trust that the universe or God or whatever you call it will give it to us. And what I want to share with you is it's always there. This insight, this wisdom, it exists always, all of the time. It is there always now. It's just that we're not opening up to hear it. And whatever energy vibration or frequency that you're currently in when when you're tapping into this energy, You'll open up to receive that level of energy from the universe. It's the knowledge is there. It's just if we're in the space to tap into it. And sometimes we're not. And sometimes there's other things at play. And if, if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, I talk about energy and the energy exchange. So sometimes it's just not time yet. The energy, the, the time component of it hasn't happened yet. So it's not that the universe has a vendetta, vendetta against us or that God hates us or that we've been left alone or that something's wrong with us. No, the universe is always open to us, looking out for us, here to support us. And if you're not getting the answers that you're wanting so desperately— one, maybe the desperation is blocking the energy. And two, it might just not be time to know yet. We can trust that when it's time to know, we will know. We will know. We will know. 
And when we can open up to that and have faith that that could be the case, it allows us to receive. It allows us to hear and it allows us to tap into our soul's wisdom. Okay. We've gone over the blocks. I want to take a little bit more time here to talk about what can strengthen this relationship. And we've touched on some of these already, so this part will probably be a little quicker. But the first thing I want to share to strengthen this connection with yourself is a phrase that I I learned, I believe I learned it from Jess Lively, Uh, but it's the phrase drop into your heart. This sounds very abstract. So let me break this down for you. Here's what I do. What this phrase is, is it means we got to stop thinking from our thought, like our head, and trying to answer the question from the energy up in our head. We've got to drop down, literally like imagine your focus not being on your head, not being like, you know how you like look up when you're thinking, like don't have your energy in your head, have your focus of your energy be on your heart or on your gut, wherever you notice, you feel intuition come to you. For me, I, I feel like it's in my heart. And you can even probably tell the way I talk. I use very feely language. And for those of you who also notice it in your heart, that probably really resonates. Others, you might, you might resonate more if I were to say things like, do the gut check or uh, notice like physically it's like a punch in the stomach or not in a bad way but like a knowing like it's a hit you might you might resonate more with that language but just notice for you where do you tend to experience intuition and if you're not sure play around with focusing your attention in different areas of your body and i i would honestly just start with your heart and kind of that gut or stomach region, because that will help you to notice what feels like you. So what you want to do, you want to drop out of the head and into that intuitive place that that you find for you. Mine is my heart. And then you want to exhale. Because what I think of was when you exhale is you're getting rid of or allowing to release the blocks that you might have Uh, the energy uh, stops, the resistance. It's almost like a physical sign to yourself that you are in a mode of release so that you can then receive your intuitive calling or hit or your soul's wisdom, however you want to think of it. So just take a deep and just keep exhaling. I don't want to give you a specific way that you have to do this because it's based on how you feel in the moment. Sometimes I'll do like three deep breaths like that. Other times I'll literally make a sigh noise like a. (sighs) Other times I do this thing where I like, you know, when you're um, when you were in gym class, maybe they'd have you touch your toes when you were a kid. So I'll like actually bend down as if I'm going to touch my toes. And then I'll like roll up like they do in yoga. I roll up and I'll exhale the whole way. And I'll just like shake it out. I'll shake my fingers, shake my feet, shake my knees. Just move it all out. So sometimes that's what it sounds like. Other times when I'm really in my head and I'm having trouble getting out of my head, I'll literally think, okay, thanks, brain. I'm putting you aside now. Thank you so much. You get a break. 
I'll imagine my brain lounging on a lovely lounge chair or couch, like taking its sweet time over there so that it, it doesn't have to be on duty anymore. I like literally think you're off duty brain. You're not in trouble. You've done nothing wrong. You've done so much. So it's time for you to go ahead and take a rest now. We're going to drop into the heart or we're going to drop into the gut or we're going to listen from the soul. I'll actually kind of give my brain a a recess. Think of it like recess. Who doesn't like recess for your brain, right? Okay. So I'll think those thoughts and then I'll do the, the breath work and I'll just keep playing around with whatever feels right for me until. I notice that sense of calm. (sighs) And then I'll just sit in that sense of calm. And then what I'll do is I'll either grab a journal and I'll just start writing whatever comes to mind. And I often don't have a specific intention or focus. Sometimes I do, but I often don't. Or I might grab my phone and I'll do voice memo. I find I do really well to talk it out. I'm pretty expressive in that way. Others might do better with writing. Others might do better with walking, especially if you're more, uh, if you use your body a lot to make sense of the world. Some of us are more coming from that space. Walks help with this or swaying can help with this or like uh, rolling, like laying on your back and kind of just rolling back and forth can help with this. Just trying different things uh, to Create that space to receive and get out of your head and to be open to hearing. So it might be any of those, uh, but just try different things out. It might be painting too, or singing a song while you play an instrument or something that way. All right. The next thing to help strengthen it have faith that it is real. Have faith. Let yourself play with this idea. And we talked about that earlier when we were talking through the blocks. But what this looks like is faith that even if you aren't trusting it right now, trust that it can come. And then the other thing is play with this idea. Don't have an expectation that I did my I did my breath work. I dismissed the brain. I'm not hearing anything. Don't put any rules around this. Just play with it. Play with it instead of making it a chore or a task. So I actually don't like setting a schedule where I'm like, okay, every day at 5 a.m. I'm going to set my alarm and get up and do this. I might do that once in a while, but I don't, I personally don't like making this consistency. I like to just always be in the space where I can tap into this and whenever I feel called to do that. So that's kind of like play without making it like a chore or a task on your on your schedule. So that, that's what I find to work for me. Lastly, to strengthen it, just try a lot of different ways to connect with this. I mean, I've I've shared quite a few in this podcast, but just this gets with that plain concept too. Just use variety, see what calls to you, see what you're noticing, and just play around with this concept because it's there. That voice inside, not even a literal voice, just a knowing. And when I first started doing this, I would even like, I'd hit the record and I would just start talking. And sometimes it felt ridiculous or it felt like I was just reciting something I heard. But the more I talked, 
the more new knowledge came out that I honestly have no idea where it comes from. Well, I, I now believe like it's it's always here. But at that time, I was like, I don't know where this came from, <laughs> but I'm just going to keep talking and see what comes next. So just play with it in that way. All right. That concludes our episode today. And if this has resonated with you and you want to build that skill of tapping into your soul, of hearing your intuition, then I have just the program for you. Join me in my soul-filled self-confidence group coaching program. This is a new program and it will start in January, but you can sign up now to reserve your spot. In this program, we'll be diving into how to tap into that soul-filled self-confidence, not just from a, here's some information for you, but from a truly actually having you sit and hear that intuition. I'll take you through a guided process to do that, and you will leave this program having clarity on how to hear your intuition and specific steps that you can take to continue to build your skill. You'll get weekly group coaching. There's 20 action steps and 20 additional videos as well to help these concepts come to life. So if this is aligning with you, go ahead, sign up, click the link in the show notes. It'll take you to a place where you can learn more about the program and you can also go ahead and reserve your seat. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And remember, you have the answers that you seek. It's just a matter of listening, creating the space for them, and allowing yourself to hear. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Thanks so much. Have a great one.